everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of the brothers of discussion get ready buckle in because we got a fiendishly tasty universally championed black mass kicking episode of your favorite brothers we're going to cover everything from bray wyatt's chilling return to the ring to the shaping of the SummerSlam card we're going to throw in some uh, mid-year match of the year candidates no choice when something like what happened this weekend occurs and finally, we're going to make a little time for some WWE deep cuts towards the end of the show. And by that, we mean WWE's minor leagues, NXT, NXT UK. That ain't so much more from your favorite brothers. Matt, another week? Hi. How the heck are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? How are you? I'm doing real good. I, I, we had, you know, <laughs> we, we looked at the burden of... You know how much wrestling we had to watch this past weekend and then Monday and Tuesday, but I think the program, like the programming was so strong at time, it breezed by. Um, it Tyler breezed by, if you will. Matt, before we dive into it, where can the beautiful people, where can the faction find us? You can find all of our old episodes uh, and our old blogs that we don't update anymore. You can find them all at bodpodcast.com and brothersadiscussion.com. Uh, you can find us for all of our social conversations on Facebook and Twitter at bodpodcast. That's uh, going to help you find Facebook as well. Join our live uh, Facebook discussion group. Uh, I say it's live because that's what I titled it. I was first planning uh for us to only use it during uh wrestling shows but uh we want to hear from you all the time which is what's happening so it's good group is slowly growing organically uh so let's uh let's keep her going so again uh facebook group the brothers of discussion live wrestling discussion uh you can head on over there join uh all of all of our our wonderful wrestling community and uh yes sharing their thoughts uh, yes. what they love what they hate which is mostly aew and <laughs> and let's let's try and like balance it out let's uh let's bring somebody in that's not a perv uh you guys know who i'm talking about is a big perv whenever somebody bends over on our wwe programming uh we get a you know a picture and a video from this gentleman uh cool call it with the perviness let's uh i don't know how many goddamn times i gotta say yeah, it let's let's let's, let's, let's stop being let's a pervert ramp it down just a little bit yeah like you know maybe a four instead of a you know ten let's let's bring it down to four um if you're not a perv don't worry you're doing fine we enjoy having you all right um mike do you want to talk about some wrestling uh, we got all that out of the way oh yeah well um we, we don't do this enough at the beginning of the show but please go to uh apple podcasts go to spotify that's where you can find us now um and if you follow us on spotify that's great uh please review and uh rate us on apple podcasts that's going to do wonders for our show ranking um and if you can you know just go go to the website and subscribe too because if you subscribe there uh you're going to get a notification when we post a new episode so you, you can just handle it that way um 
But yeah, do everything for us so we can continue to grow and eventually we'll have some free stuff to hand out. You know, that'll it'll happen. That's coming. Yeah, and now that we're we're past the part of the podcast you probably skip, let's get right into some wrestling, Matt. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so much to talk about. Uh, Monster Weekend for pay-per-views, but undoubtedly the biggest news of the week, Bray Wyatt. And you can hear my tree frog in the background, really excited. Uh, Bray Wyatt is back. He's in the ring. It's been almost almost 12 months since we've actually seen him, you know, in a ring wrestling people on TV. Um, and it looks like his first feud is going to be with Finn Balor. Um, we we kind of talked about this for a couple weeks. You know, we wondered who could you possibly put in the ring with Bray to not only get a good match, but somebody who when it's time to volley the promos back and forth, how do you avoid a situation where, like, a, a Cena would, would kind of make fun of this, you know, really, uh, you know, kind of out there uh, character that Bray's doing? Who's going to be able to take it a little bit seriously um, and then get a get a good feud out of it? And then, I, I ideally, since, you know, this is a real Wyatt reboot, let Wyatt come out on top of a feud. So, Matt, top of the show here. Do you think Finn Balor, was that a good choice for, Bri- yeah, was, for Bray's first feud? It was a great choice for, for a few different reasons. Uh, one, Finn Balor is going on a, a, I don't know, a season-long hiatus after this. So, you know, it, it'll be fine, and he can come back and challenge Bray again if he wants. So there's there's already that angle that you can you could start to plot out and put together. Uh, reason number two is these guys have feuded before. And I think even at SummerSlam before, uh, maybe Hell in a Cell or something like that, uh, and Finn got the best of Bray. So I think it's a great opportunity if if, if Bray's going to start coming out, and uh, you know, I think I think the character that he's built up uh, with the Firefly Funhouse. You know, we had all those puppets, and all the puppets were like these old versions of Bray, or uh, you know, different things that maybe this new Bray wasn't completely satisfied with. Right. Well, maybe what he needs to do is go back to all these old feuds that he got destroyed in and win. And I think, you know, if that's maybe that's thinking too much, maybe that's thinking way more than WWE creative put into it. Hmm. But uh, I I at least I'll be able to watch it and, and decipher, you know, decipher that sort of storyline and pull that out from what I'm what I'm observing. Uh, so for, for those, for those two reasons, I think it's great. And, uh, I think the third reason that makes it great is Finn will be fine. I think they picked a guy that if he loses, we're still going to believe in Finn when he gets back. I mean, he, he did just lose the intercontinental title, but he, you know, he's a guy that we kind of just look at as like circumstantially he loses. He never really loses because of his skill or his, you know, ability kind of thing. So I, uh, he's he's that guy. He'll he'll be able to come back at any time and and get it you know get right back into the title conversation no matter what title we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I totally for agree sure. with that point. Um, because you know we you know I tried to lay it out before I uh, prompted the question: who could possibly get into this feud and take it a little bit seriously? And who better than a guy who? You know, puts it's face already on when it's serious. You know, yeah, when it's business. He's already time. a weirdo. Yeah. Um, additionally, like you just said, um, 
you needed somebody he, he he's Bray's got to win this feud. It's his first feud in a year. He's got to win. Got to happen. Um, and you give it to somebody who who's gonna do two things for you, Matt. One, it's not gonna be somebody so minor where you're kind of looking past it and going, okay, this is great. He's back in the ring, but when is there gonna be a feud? It's Finn Balor. He's you know beloved all over the world. Everybody you know roots for him. He he can do no wrong. Good move there. Um, and then additionally, like you said, with with Finn, uh, you know, win or lose, people are still you know gonna root for him. They're still gonna you know give him credit. He's still gonna be. Um, uh, he's not gonna get lost in the shuffle if he loses a feud to Bray Wyatt. Um, I mean, he's he's basically been losing since he came up from NXT. <laughs> Outside of a few, uh, you know, a few hours with the Universal Championship. Um, brief very brief run with the club that went okay i guess um he's gonna be fine he's 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 in that upper echelon where he he's gonna be booked no matter what you do to him the crowd's still gonna you know want to support him so i think this was a really smart move um i just loved how finn reacted to this week how he got destroyed by samoa joe he got beat up by bray and he also, not lest we forget, uh, this past Sunday, he also lost his belt in a pre-show match to Shinsuke Nakamura. So, yep, um, he definitely needed Hump Day today. So, Finn, uh, recuperate quickly, and I'm pumped to see what you got in store for us at SummerSlam. Yep. And uh, Hump Day for all those bumps, for sure. Matt, last, uh, I'm gonna say last question here for this topic. Um, it's it's it would be in short, um, a sh- like a quick turnaround. And we want to give Bray a win. And we know the win-loss record of Finn versus Finn as the Demon. Matt, it's SummerSlam. Do we see Bray Wyatt dethrone the Demon? I think that would be a terrible move, uh, to be honest. <laughs> I I don't know why you would destroy... Like, you bring in one crazy character that could possibly one day have a WrestleMania feud with another crazy character... And you're just immediately going to flip-flop and just have it go, well, we got a new one here. That one's boring now. It's dead. doesn't matter anymore because now we lost. And it's done. I, 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 you know, I don't see how they're going to tell this story without Finn wanting to do it from the get-go, right? Uh, or, like, it just, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't have, you know, they've done it before. I don't need to say this. I, I just think it, it it would be a poor decision on their part. Um, I mean, you're not going to have Bray lose, and you shouldn't have the Demon lose. Um, I mean, do you think differently? Can you rephrase what you mean? Like, not, ha- uh, not have them lose? Yeah, Bray should not lose, right? right? And the Demon should not lose, so Finn should lose. Oh, Wasn't well, that your question? I think maybe they'll just, yeah, maybe they'll just put, you know, no... I guess maybe are they going to take the coward's way out and just not have the demon come out so they don't have to answer this question? I that's a thousand percent what I said I wanted. Well, I it could happen. I just know that usually we get the demon at you know the main manias and SummerSlam. So I I I wouldn't want the demon to uh, be dethroned. I, I like that idea, but you know it's WWE, Matt. Nothing sacred. Not even 
you know, an undefeated WrestleMania streak. So, if one man was to do it, though, Matt, could you stomach it being the Fiend? Um, I, I mean, I don't know if anybody could say yes right now because we just met the Fiend. You know, and even if you want to talk about Bray Wyatt over the last few months, we still just met him. So this could all be for nothing, you know, a year from now when he beats the Demon and then he goes on a, you know, 12-match losing streak. So I don't know if there's enough there for me to say definitely this is this is the direction to go if you're going to destroy the Demon. I think there's a way to have this conversation and go, yes, but it always is going to come back to what happens after. It's not going to be who earns it now. It's whoever beated the demon you know whoever beat beated jesus whoever beat the demon it had to result in a long winning streak or a championship uh, something like that so that that would be the best way to to end the demon streak is to make sure that somebody's gonna have it mean something afterwards or the writing or the creative team is gonna have it mean something yeah and you know maybe this you know this doesn't sound like an opportune time to do that but it's SummerSlam and we know how wwe treats things that we thought were yeah so they're i mean they're a short-term gain kind of company they they're never thinking of of a long-term monster feud or monster storyline literal monster storyline um they're they're just thinking of like oh we've got these two things let's have them fight and it's like this is going to be bray wyatt's first feud if anything i would have thought that would have been a major feud going into WrestleMania, maybe even if Bray is successful a couple years from now, like we don't want to touch, like the Demon and the Fiend seem pretty obvious that eventually they would clash, right? right. Now they're going to clash on the first feud for Bray Wyatt. I, I talked about, uh, you know, Finn Balor making sense and getting over on that, but having the, the Demon go down, that... Oh, no, that doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Well, I think, uh, like, we love the booking so much because, you know, uh, we know Finn channels, you know, storyline-wise, channels this demon to, to win big matches. But we've never had an explanation for why he doesn't wear the paint all the time whenever a belt's involved. Um, where it kind of sounds like they, they are giving a reason or justification with Bray Wyatt where... You know he's Bray Wyatt, but then when he needs someone, he needs to um, like manifest this uh, like protection um, character or identity, and he's got to turn to this other side of himself. Then, then he becomes the fiend. So it sounds like when it's time to get serious, he's he's kind of openly said, "I become the fiend." So. I don't know. I, I think this leaves a lot of room for more storytelling to kind of get a little background about why the demon is there and more importantly why he is not there when he's undefeated as the demon. Why he wouldn't just channel it all the time. Well, uh, I'll say this. It was sacred enough for him not to come out at the Royal Rumble wearing demon makeup. So I gotta think, I mean that's in the same year that this happened. I gotta think that they're not ready to just destroy it now. That's that's my final thoughts. Okay. Yeah, we can move on. It's just uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah, of course. This was, this was since they started doing Bray Wyatt's reboot. I think this is just another and 
and this book it's just another uh, good chapter so i'm excited to see how they build it up for SummerSlam, and doesn't bode well for uh mr baller especially since he requested that vacation so he he might get destroyed at SummerSlam. <laughs> i don't yeah. know he might get turned into a puppet who knows um speaking of SummerSlam, man we got a um a little bit of clarity as far as what the card's gonna be um I want to read out some of the matches that we have confirmed for you, and I have a feeling you and I are going to be on the same page, but you know, that's why they play the game. So here's four title matches that we figured out this week. I want you to pick the one that you're most excited about, okay? okay. Uh, we had a goofy battle royal. Uh, Seth Rollins is going to do a rematch against Brock. Uh, Natalia, she's going to get the nod against the man, Becky Lynch. For the women's raw championship ember moon is getting a solo one-on-one -on -one match against bailey for the smackdown women's championship and then at SummerSlam, it'll be randy orton against kofi kingston matt which of these four are you most pumped about okay here's the thing <laughs> i think all four of these matches are such a hard rippling forceful fart that oh. I can't it's it's tough to pick one but I, I'm gonna do this I know we're notorious for hating Randy Orton Mike yeah but when I started to think about it and yeah. you kind of start to pick apart this Randy Orton battle and how yeah. long Kofi and Randy oh my god yeah <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> when you start to pick apart yeah. the Randy and Kofi uh feud and you think about how long these guys have been you know, in matches together, but never had, like, that major... Cha I mean, of course. Of course they've never been in a singles championship match. This is Kofi's first. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah. I think if I had to pick one, that's the one I'm most excited for because Amber Moon uh, and, and Bailey. I don't know. Bailey kind of proved that she can't make a feud work with Alexa Bliss. Mm. Holy shit. That's a, that's a problem. Um, Natty? Come on. Come on. What are we doing here? Somebody's getting added to that. There's no way Natalia and Becky Lynch, <laughs> that's for the championship at SummerSlam. Uh, and then, of course, Rollins and Brock. Eh. I mean, yeah, I, I'm good. If I, if I could have done one switcheroo, I would have had Brock cash in against Kofi. And then that would have set up our whole, you know, dream scenario with Big E stepping up for Kofi in some capacity. But we don't get that right now. Um, yeah, I, I, when I heard about it, Orton versus Kofi, I think this is, for me personally, knowing that I'm going to be sitting through a six-hour extravaganza uh, this, you know, in August, I'm... I think this is the best case scenario for Orton, for sure. Um, but I, I think it's a pretty good idea for Kofi, too, because if he wins this match, yeah. Um, I, you know, he, he's, you know, he beat Samoa Joe, who we love, but WWE doesn't give him a ton of credit. If he can topple Orton, I think that's a, that's a, uh, you know, uh, a pretty, pretty glaring, um, you know example of what the writing team what they see in kingston now um just because orton's been the golden boy what for is he a 14 time champion i know he's sure a notch below you know triple h it's like notch notch below cena too 
Yeah, it's like Flair, Cena, Triple H, Orton. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Didn't they... Maybe they both... Hmm. I, th- I don't well, know. It's I'm like going to keep my mouth four. shut. We, yeah, we can do a there. quick Google search, but... Yeah, Orton's up there. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, you just keep talking. Uh, let's, let's see what's going on here. But yeah, like... You know, you and I have been clamoring for Ember Moon. Give her a chance, man. She knows... You know... Don't make her do those goofy comedy bits in the back. I, I think she used to cut pretty cool promos against the, the Oscars of the world, against the Shaynas of the world. Um, you know, good luck against Bailey. We saw Alexa try as hard as she could, but, <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you said it a moment ago. Uh, Bailey couldn't make that work, so it's it's obvious. It's all her in-ring ability, which I don't discredit at all. She's amazing. Um, it's just her mic work needs work. Well... Let me, it's just can that I call, with, can I call you thing. out on something? No. Uh, Ember right. Moon. I just wish... I, I hope that they find some way to get Ember Moon maybe over as a heel. If only because... I think... you know, it, It's going to be a nightmare scenario if it's a it's a gentlewoman's contest where they're shaking hands after the match. But were you going to add something to Orton or Ember Moon? Um. Well, I was going to say something about randy uh at 13 but this article is from 2017 i just i we'll, we'll come back to this later I, i'm not wh- whatever uh anyway, I, what yeah, i was but, gonna say like was Nettie... you don't oh. like um you don't like feuds that are buddy buddy right so i was gonna ask you to try and sell me on the fact that this feud isn't just buddy buddy mike bailey giggled her way and hemmed and hawed and like poked at her nose like who does that who pokes at their nose when they're thinking um i think it's like your chin and you rub your breath whatever she does that for like a minute and then amber moon is jumping around screaming in the ring what all right so now your job now your job is to sell me on why this is okay uh for a feud i think it's okay for a feud because it's not completely written yet all we know that th- is that this match is going to happen um i think in some capacity somebody's interfering i don't know if it's going to be you know one of the four horsewomen um i potentially i, I would hope um but then also i i think ember she has to she has to change it up a little bit i i feel like We've learned in the very recent past that, you know, having, you know, Shinsuke versus AJ where they're both baby faces, for example, just, it doesn't work. Somebody's got to be a defined heel, so it's not a confusing reaction for the crowd. Um, I, <laughs> I would be shocked if Bailey went that route because she's, Bailey has been a baby face since we've known her, but I think it would be a cool little, little twist for her to, you know, still be you know like bubbly and goofy and pleasant but like sarcastic about it i think that would really drive people up the wall uh a little bit like Sami Zayn when he first started turning heel and he still you know does his little dance up on the aisle and you're like god i hate that you know i love that dance yeah i mean you who hates that dance no (laughs) that's part of his heel work though you know he didn't just he didn't just change the color of his tights he just you know change the focus of his promos a little bit but he still had that same energy so i think if bailey still came out those inflatable tube men but was a little sarcastic about it 
and like condescending towards ember moon you know um you know you've never had a chance before good thing the nicest person here decided to throw you a bone i mean you're gonna lose but isn't that cute you get a shot you get to lose to me um i i that could be a route it's probably one of the least likely routes um <laughs> but please please for both women's sake please define a heel please um like i think you know what i'm thinking matt as i gave you those four matches orton kofi ember bailey natty becky rollins and brock um it's like orton and kofi win by default because natty has been booked so terribly uh you know she's kind of like the the female dolph ziggler where if she's in a title match you know that it's we're just kind of floundering we're treading water until we you know get to a real feud for becky uh yeah and then rollins and brock I don't know. They're not going to flip-flop, you know, from Brock taking the title and giving it right back to Rollins. I, you know, Brock's probably going to hold on to it for a while. I don't know. I Like, Orton and Kofi, I was legitimately excited, but I think I kind of backed you into a corner because there wasn't really another option because they, they need to tell this Ember Moon story. Natty has never been... I can't remember the last time she was, a, like, a credible threat to victory... And then Rollins is, is not going to topple the Beast in, you know, his first defense of that belt. Well, Natty did do a great job of uh, rolling out that Bobby Lashley impression. <laughs> you All son right. of well, a bitch. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was a joke for the longtime fans and brothers of discussion. All right, um, Mike, what, what, else, what else do we want to talk about here? You want to talk about Aleister Black and Cesaro having match of the year? Yeah, man, that, that was beautiful. Um, I, it's just it's it's crazy to me that we had to wait. I don't know if Alistair was really injured or something, but man, he's he was not on TV for a while after he and Ricochet broke up uh, with their call up to the main Aww. roster. And well, he was on he wasn't in the ring. No, he's cutting those weird Hodor promos. I don't know what that was all about. And then uh, you know. Cesaro's been hanging out with Sheamus for years. It's really been years. Uh, winning tag team championships. And then uh, now Sheamus just kind of off TV for a little while. And uh, Cesaro, he was... They did kind of... Remember his, his intro? He was a little bit like James Bond. And now he's kind of a Bond villain. Because he's wearing yeah. those those like bad guy Tracks braces. Suits? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what is he wearing in his mouth? Is that a mouth guard? Yeah. Hmm. Uh... Anyway, I mean, I, the way Cesaro was booked as a you know a tag team guy, he does the big swing. Um, I think you just forget that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Um, and then you get him in a match with Aleister Black, who, at, at least in a WWE capacity, he's one of the best, like violent looking strikers. Uh, you know, currently employed, currently on the active roster. Like, if you watch the slow mo replay of that black mask kick to Cesaro, I am astounded that Cesaro would have all his teeth after that. Yeah, that's why he's got that mouth guard. <laughs> Man, like it looked like he was doing that new uh, bottle cap challenge where you do a spinning kick and take the cap off. Well, I I don't want to quite give it. 
uh oh yeah i did make that tweet um i don't want to quite give it match of the year because i don't know if you caught luchasaurus and jungle boy um i'm just kidding (laughs) um i it, it was pretty great it was fun to watch and it's got you know it's 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 um what do i want to oh that was smart it's got its its moments that i i'm i mean right now coming back and 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 thinking about but uh i'm probably not gonna i'm probably not gonna search extreme rules 2019 and and come back and watch this guy and and it just it didn't have a ton of juice which i think i i do want some emotion behind the match of the year and that's why i'm always like picking gargano and champa and that kind of stuff i mean that cody rhodes and 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 dustin wasn't that great of a wrestling match but god damn the emotion so great um so i i'm not gonna quite give it match of the year but uh it was a damn good match well reason enough for someone who didn't watch extreme rules to watch it i'll say that yeah I'll, i'll how about we meet in the middle and i'll say Match, match of, of the day. Match of the year would be something that, you know, would have to be a, an epic battle, but also has um, roots as far as storyline goes. And this was completely missing that element. So instead of maybe match of the year, I'm going to save at least a candidate when we look at this at the end of the year for fight of the year, because this was with no, no build, barely any promos. These two guys just beat the hell out of each other uh, for about 20 minutes, which is pretty rare in a in a in a non storyline match. Um, All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm I gonna love, let you say it. it. I'm not gonna agree with it. I think you're forgetting that there were two different Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano matches this year. <laughs> but I I, that's I'm, okay. I I'll, think uh, I'm just a I think I'm just we'll a mark for Alistair Black matches. I you might be. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Let's, uh, I, don't, I don't mind saying it. Let's talk about someone that nobody's a mark for, if, if not for just hating him. But, uh, Mike, I, I really did want to talk about the Shane McMahon oh, bullshit God. this week. That's what, that's what Shane um, needs is more segments, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I Well, what I want to talk about is how, like, insane it is that the storyline is, is – I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand why we can't just let this disappear. Why do we need to give it a conclusion when there's so many different storylines that we've just let, you know, evaporate into the air? But the Shane McMahon storyline, goddamn, if it didn't open the show, then have the second segment of the show, then after the first match, it had the third talking segment of the show, and then there was a replay (laughs) at the 9 o'clock hour of everything we had seen of Shane McMahon. So... And one hour of SmackDown programming, we had to watch Shane McMahon four four different times. Four. What the fuck is going on? This is I. Now now they're just wa- waving it in our face. Like it's he's not even good on the mic. He's always got that Kermit the Frog, and he's he's so he's so tentative and he's not sure of himself when he's talking and. He sweats so much. He's so nervous out there. And I'm not saying, like, you know, uh, Liv had such a great match, which it was a great match with Charlotte, but she had such a great match in promo that she should be taking all that time. 
I think the problem is, is that there was like 50 guys that could be taking some time and they could split it up instead of just giving it all to one guy. I, I can see the, the volume spikes here on, on, on the recording. I, I'm very passionate about this and I, I, I just, they have all the excuse in the world. I know Eric Bischoff isn't technically writing for the show yet, um, but that's it right there. When he comes aboard, toodaloo. And they've, they've referenced Paul Heyman having his director role. So now it's an on-screen role. So right. Bischoff should also have that type right. of... And I'm still not 100% sure that they even have any sort of creative input. It might just be an on-screen role right. or an on-blog role. But, but for the sake of, of, this, of what we're told... Uh, Bischoff's the reason to let Shane just disappear. And there's already a feud between the McMahons and Bischoff. So let it go to the next generation. Uh, and let's let this go away. Because I don't want to, I don't care who his SummerSlam feud is. I just want it to stop. I, it's, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. A, I didn't give a, you a, no, it's anywhere a, to go from there. No, it's such a, uh, big deal. Like every week, if, what we're going to have to do is do the math and figure out how many hours we've wasted watching Shane McMahon matches, feuds, promos, sweat, urine, defecation. Just every orifice is leaking out of Shane when he's up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, watch him botch. All he had to do is eat a stunner. He didn't even have to give a stunner. He can't do that anymore. And it's just... I'm so glad you said that. I totally wanted to bring that up. Of like, he gets so many segments and he can't even take a goddamn stunner. Yeah, I. Not know. that his dad was the best at doing it, but. <laughs> like, you know, uh, Alexa Bliss was not a huge wrestler when she was in NXT, but they let her do mic work. So we just kind of called her up because you know she had that practice and she had that familiarity and you kind of let them learn on the on the fly right yeah same thing with braun Strowman. um he just came up he was a goon in a mask he but he had like three moves one of them was a ridiculous looking i don't know what that was like a uh, chicken wing bear hug it just looked like he had an affinity for whoever he was fighting uh roman reigns was up here and he could only wrestle like five minutes and he was coughing up loogies because he's so <laughs> out of shape and now he's one of the best wrestlers you know wwe has i i legitimately enjoy watching his pay-per-view matches like it's um it's hack material to call out roman reigns because it's not it's not accurate assessment anymore so what i'm saying is all these people kind of were trial by fire and Matt, how do you get trial by fire? You have to be on TV. So every time they're dedicating time and money and shirts and promos and hours of, you know, resources <laughs> to Shane McMahon, you're harming everybody else who's employed. Yep. And and we I bring it up every week too, utilizing assets. I this is not utilizing your asset. Like Shane can come and go as he pleases he is not <laughs> it's so stupid oh man i mean it, it would be it would be like if you said you weren't gonna hire a spokesperson for your advertisements because we already have a ceo right. <laughs> it's just it's, look you know if you I... listen to this show for the first time we don't it's not that arrogance that 
WWE does not need Shane McMahon. Like, there is a purpose for him. He is a crazy stuntman. He's created some incredible moments for us as wrestling fans. But, the dude's 50 years old. We got all these guys on the roster who are just, you know, looking at grass being greener, you know, with other wrestling companies. Ring of Honor, New Japan, and now AEW, who's going to have a TNT deal. And they see their buddies having creative freedom. You see Chris Jericho... Uh, cutting promos, saying this is the first time in 20 years my promo wasn't filtered and edited by some producer or writer. I went out there and just said whatever I wanted to say. If you want creative freedom, here's an example. So obviously that was a little staged because it was in front of a camera. <laughs> but what I mean is, <laughs> if the if you're going to have this overstuffed roster who's seeing something like that, uh, you know, it's going to... It's, it's an easier way for you to justify leaving this, you know billion dollar company because you can have creative freedom and you're not going to get that if you're not even on tv so i the four segments on smackdown this week was nuts um but you know we're going to lose finn balor in a couple months and hopefully kevin owens will do something to shane mcmahon just end this feud and then shane won't be on tv anymore and we can repurpose basically a whole hour of smackdown to other people so yeah, that's, that's four segments in the first hour. Yeah, and I, I, I regret <laughs> even having a one segment on Shane McMahon on Brothers of Discussion, so I can't imagine how the wrestlers feel on Tuesday nights. Um, well, I, I mean, gotta think that's if, what we're here for. We're here to bring light to all the wrestling issues, <laughs> but go ahead. Well, you know, um, I liked I liked uh, some of the input, too, from, like, the, you know, Elias and, and uh, Liv especially and then buddy saying you know i don't need kevin owens to get over i'll I'll do it on my own man um which he proved you know and he won the cruiserweight championship and you know i'm pumped to see what he does going forward so just give him a chance and some of these people you know throw him in the fire and you've had success with it before and i I think these people do want to learn on the fly they they don't want to be wwe.com exclusives Get him out there, man. Let Shane take a back seat. We're we're gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I think that's the main tidbits for this week. Um, I just wanted to see because there's a couple of cool things that happened over the weekend before we jump into NXT and maybe make some time for a mat game, maybe. <laughs> um, just some stuff that kind of came out of because uh, we had Evolve, Fight for the Fallen, and Extreme Rules this past weekend. Um, we talked about Alistair and Cesaro, but Matt, I gotta say, one of my favorite spots, um, came from Mr. Main Event himself. And I'm talking, of course, about Baron Corbin. Alright. It's an article that is, it's in my pocket, it's still, it's got a little, needs a little juice, a little extra juice to it, but I think Corbin could actually be... One of the more underrated people in wrestling. They did him a huge favor by letting him give his finisher to Becky Lynch. And he got mega heat for that. Um, But I think he is a vile enough vermin that he's going to be able to just, you know, latch onto that and keep talking about it for weeks. Yeah. Um, I think that was... I loved Alistair and Cesaro, but I think that that Corbin spot was was awesome. Whoever 
whoever gave Corbin the green light, if it was Becky Lynch herself, I don't I, you know, Corbin owes her a, you know, a can of protein powder or ho however those guys eat, because I don't think it's real food like you and I have. Uh, but um, that was that was probably my favorite thing of the whole weekend, because it, it, it got me to go, oh, my God. And I, I think the crowd felt the same way. But, uh, Matt, what was your well, what was your standout moment? Unless you want to touch on that one. Yeah, I, I would say, too, what we're seeing is, like, the, the, the start of the turn. I think, like, it's one of those things where sometimes you just got to lean into it. Um, and it, it's it, it, there's people coming around now saying, like, Corbin actually is doing a pretty good job. And when you, you know, you start to see that build up, uh, like on social media, if you're if you're going through any of the conversations, it's people going back and forth saying he is doing a good job. He's actually putting out some good matches, and he's got some creative moves. And yes, you're angry, and that's because he's doing such a great job on the mic. And it might still be like sixty forty, like hate to you know seeing the value in a Corbin. But uh, once this starts, it'll just keep rolling, and more and more people will be influenced by that, like, enlightened, open opinion, rather than just shutting things down and stomping on them. And I, I think that's, that's normally how these, these things go. It's, it's sort of cyclical, if not just, like, flipping on its side kind of thing. Um, but, I, I mean, at least that's what I'm seeing with Corbin and, and looking at it through, through social media. I'm sure if you, you looked at the sentiment uh and measured the values of if you searched baron corbin i'm sure it would still trend negatively right. uh or i shouldn't say trend but it, it would come up right now as a static negative number but it is trending the other way yeah i um uh, yeah his body of work is getting better so i think people are starting to see that and appreciate it so it's you know he wasn't Goes like back to what you were saying yeah um, about yeah, exactly. Uh, about Throwing guys in the a fire. chance. Yeah, you got to yeah. trial by fire. You got to go out there and just do it. Um, so no, just... I'll I'll say too, like maybe they did lean a little too hard because now the the like the actual programming has suffered because of it. He still could have been doing the same work and not been in the main event picture. I'll I'll say that. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe focused him a little bit more in the in the mid card would have been a good idea. Um, but I, I, I think that that's, it's just a, it's a scary, tough spot where you gotta, when do you find out that he's ready for the main event? You know, you gotta, you gotta just try it. Um, and I, I guess, and I, I'm just geeked out because Nikki Cross just retweeted us. Um. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Career highlight over here. Um, but, <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm like blushing right now uh, this is kind of a nice moment I, I really like nikki cross um god i forgot what we talking about corbin oh man this i'm really geeking really out i'm geeking out now. yeah i'm really geeking out right now um, <laughs> <laughs> well maybe it's time to talk about nxt but uh we'll, we'll just everybody you know remember what we're talking about we'll tell you what happened at nxt oh um, no, i thought of one little baby thing it's it's such a minor detail i just it kind of made me it, it bummed me out, and I wish that at the time he'd known how to handle it. Because now, he's very tongue-in-cheek about his position. You know what I mean? Like, he has that awareness that he's not AJ Styles in the ring. He knows he's Baron Corbin, but he's still like, And I got this spot anyway, so what are you going to do, WWE Universe? Yeah, boo, guess what? I'm in the main event, and I beat up the man. 
You know, like, he's very self-aware, and it's hilarious. I just wish, like, I feel bad that everybody shamed him into shaving his head. And they made fun of his weird horizontal belly button, so now he wears a shirt and a suit. <laughs> and, like, he's bald. I never thought about that. Yeah. Like, like I, I've I've been kind of angry uh, that he still comes out <laughs> with his stupid suit on, but I think you you nailed it. Because I mean, if only if only he hadn't been shamed, you know, I think it would have been hilarious to see him cut promos where he's like, "Yeah, who cares if I have a horizontal belly button? I'm the main event! Woo!" And then kind of <laughs> shake his belly, you know? Yeah. Oh, you guys are gonna pick on me because some of my hair is, is not so thick as it once was? Yeah. Well, here's a video of Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah, remember him? So someday you're gonna root for me, you know, just something like that. I'm just like Shawn Michaels. Then he adopts like a super kick, you know. God, yeah. you would hate him so much, but also love him because he he can't help his hair's falling out. Um, <laughs> well, so let's, I'm, let's uh, like, what we're yeah. almost we're almost sympathizing with Corbin, and that's how he can make the turn, and for the first time in his life, Corbin. Let's- could be Let's a baby talk about, like I know I know we kind of want to turn this into like a whole conversation about the weekend um but I, I like sticking with extreme rules how about like the structure of the show like I I mean I gotta say good on them for doing Roman Reigns and Undertaker first yeah like that I mean I know we're talking about Shane McMahon again and I was gonna try and avoid saying his name and just introduce the match the way I did but yeah. here we are um I I really like that. I this is another thing that's telling me like this this Shane stuff needs to end, and you've got some pretty important championship matches, and uh, you know letting this pull the curtain gets everybody excited. Undertaker can go to bed early. I, I everything about this was a win. Um, and I, I just I guess I wanted to talk about that, but then overall i think what you saw were a lot of people uh on social media saying this was an a plus pay-per-view until the end um Mm. i don't know if i'm gonna go that far because i think i think there is you know some juice that was added because of what brock lesnar did um and of course they love to sell brock lesnar at SummerSlam. yeah that being said accepting that as truth Mike, what would you grade Extreme Rules? Based on everything we saw and like results, the way they, they, they ordered the matches, which I thought was they did a fantastic job too, and obviously we know why Seth Rollins and Becky uh, was last to kind of continue talking about Baron Corbin. But, um, I mean, for me, I, I just, and even Kevin Owens and, and Dolph Ziggler have it done in two seconds yep. because it's not a real feud nobody yep. really cared that was per- oh my god that was such perfect booking you know what um i think that's exactly right um because when you try to grade the entire pay-per-view you don't want to just lean on one match that was an a plus right because this, right. this was a long card for extreme rules it's not like it's one of the main four you know with a, like a big gimmick match for us to watch um so I, the way the show was produced i think you hit it on the right on the head perfect um like the undertaker matches as long as it needed to be um they gave alistair and cesaro extra time it's like they knew those guys were going to hit it out of the park uh kevin owens and, and dolph where i think the crowd could kind of sense 
you know, like, oh, they're going to be a little fatigued. You know, how are we going to do this? And they made it a squash. Perfect. Um, I don't think that the Lesnar match, his, 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 uh, his presence, it's not like it lowers it a whole letter grade, but you're just kind of like, ah, I guess, I don't know. I guess it had to happen at some point. He is Lesnar. He's still a big ticket item. We got SummerSlam around the corner. We need somebody who's transcendent outside of WWE, outside of the geeks like us who care about Aleister Black and Antonio Cesaro. We need to get eyeballs on SummerSlam. We need to make money. You know, we need our, our big money guy to fund this crazy shit with Bray Wyatt uh, having a puppet show where he puts on a scary mask. I think the show's an A-, minus, Matt. I really liked it. I think that they, they figured out if you don't put off, you know, these old-timers, if you just get it out of the way quick, the crowd's hot for them. And then they still have that kind of trickle-down energy for the next couple matches. So when they've started shows with Shane McMahon against, you know, AJ, uh, when they've had Seth Rollins and Brock uh, pull the curtain, and this Undertaker match pulling the curtain, whoever whoever pitched that, because, Matt, you can attest, for years you would put those older guys last, and it was just a slog to get through it. The yep. crowd's exhausted. The wrestlers are moving too slow. Um, the pacing's off like you're kind of waiting for that match and then it gets there and it feels like it takes forever it damages the whole show so to to kick off with that stuff that you know that is not something that Heyman and bischoff can take credit for whoever whoever's been doing that this past year awesome so i'm I'm giving it an a minus and I'm going to throw one more thing. Is Paul Heyman teasing Brock Lesnar and got you to watch the entirety of both championship matches? Like, at first you could say, why would you give that away? Right. But then you had the whole world tweeting about it. Yep. Um, well, let's move on to Saturday. Because uh, I, I thought Extreme Rules was great, and we've already done a lot talking about, like, what's coming up with SummerSlam, well, and that's really where you go with those conversations. But, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Oh, just one thing, because this is Brothers of Discussion. Uh our boys, Heavy Machinery, they got a really strong showing. Oh, I see how this works. When Matt likes Drew McIntyre, well, maybe he'll come up. I don't want to bring up what happened to Drew on the weekend. It was bad. I was hoping he wouldn't say his name because it just bummed me out. Oh, um, yeah, that was, that was a great match, though. Well, I was worried because sometimes, you know, they'll do like, um, like traditionally WWE would do a, like a main event match um with like you know like a cena and then there'd be like like a kofi before he's kofi like he is now and then they throw kane in there um so then you know kofi he's the upstart and he doesn't take the pin but he's not gonna win obviously that's why we got this third guy we got kane to lay down and take a pin from john cena right right so you know we saw the card coming together and you know, we saw the new day. We knew Daniel Bryan and Rowan were gonna do well, and <sighs> there's my heroes, Heavy Machinery. And I thought, God damn it! They started putting their moves on. They got their shit in. And I thought, well, poor Tucky's probably gonna eat a pin. And lo and behold, didn't happen, Matt. So Heavy Machinery was off TV on Tuesday, but I, I'm I'm optimistic that they it seemed like they got some crowd reactions that wwe is looking for they didn't eat a pin um they got some pretty crazy spots in especially uh otis 350 pound otis i don't know what they bill him as now but 380 pound 
400 pound Otis. Yeah. Teasing the Suicino through the ropes and then saying, A new ticky! And going on the other side of the ropes and then just doing a, a splash. Uh, was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, hats off to our boys. I, I want to give them some props because uh, we're, we're grassrooting it for heavy machinery. Hope, hopefully they get some gold one day, but uh, bravo, yeah, to no, our, bravo to our heroes. Another reason to give that, that show such a high grade. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this to transition back into Saturday. Extreme Rules was the best show of the weekend. And if you yeah. think it was Fight for the Fallen, um, I don't know what's wrong with you. That <laughs> wasn't a great show. Um, well, well, I want you to take the reins on Fight for the Fallen. I'm just going to say if you watched Evolve, it was fine. It was just, for me, I compared it to, you know, like, support local art. It was kind of newer well, newer guys, not super polished. Um, not not no No real bad matches, just kind of... You know, new guys. So, well, I, I mean, I, I have respect for you if you watched uh, Jericho's segment, which, which you typed up here for us. Um, if you watched it and you sat back deeper into your chair and crossed your arms, um, that was the right way to watch that. Uh, Chris Jericho, not being scripted. Uh, big old fart sandwich for coming out to the ring and uh attacking hangman what the i'm gonna stop swearing as much as i do with our new hockey podcast coming out we're not allowed to swear uh i've got to curb that but i mean come on if he's gonna pat himself on the back who do we does he turn around and say no 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 somebody told me to come out in a luchador mask and attack hangman page Dude, that sucked. That was dumb. You repeat the same thing? What was the point? You're not surprising anybody. We all knew Chris Jericho was there. What he should have done was been, you know, the good wrestler, the good pro wrestler, hang, hang out under the under the ring and attack that way. Sneak right. out between matches. Do that. Don't come out in a luchador mask when we already know you're at the show. You have a scheduled promo at a quote-unquote pay-per-view. Yeah, I that was terrible. That's and and I'll I'll say this: uh, Fight for the Fallen was a fun wrestling show to watch. But if you thought, I, I'm just saying, you're insane if you thought that was the best show of the weekend. If you didn't watch it and you, I don't know, if you watched Evolve over Fight for the Fallen, yeah, I mean, just it was a free show. That you couldn't expect too much. They're still trying to build up this, you know, who who they are before you gotta pay for it uh, next month, which I a thousand percent am. I'm still really excited. I think once they start to build actual feuds, which uh, you know, I guess now we can say Chris Jericho and Hangman Page are gonna not like each other. Um, any hoozles. Um, I mean, that, you know, then it'll finally mean something besides all of these just throw them together matches uh i you know i might be the old fuddy-duddy wrestling fan i'm not going to complain about the tempo of matches i'm not going to complain about the young bucks because i actually have a great time watching their matches i am going to say it's not really i'm 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 an old man when i say this i get it it's not really pro wrestling when there's no reason to this fight happening uh, i i just then it's just fake fighting I, I that's that's yeah. what I'm gonna say. Uh, so, just that's that's my overall. Like, if somebody said, "Should I watch this?" 
I'd go, yeah, it was free. But <laughs> did I love it? No, I didn't. I didn't really have a ton of connection with these wrestlers. You know, you kind of have that moment when you're watching Kenny Omega and Shima going at it where you're like, oh my God, Kenny Omega is as great as, you know, and, and, and our fault for not spending time watching him at New Japan, but he is everything that everybody said. He is amazing. And the the move list, which I probably should have had a list here and typed this down, but this is just something that popped in my head right now. I mean, to think his move list sounds like um mixed martial arts moves you know he's got like numbers mixed into him and stuff like that and i know a lot of that is in reference to like video games and stuff but he's got like a you know something driver 1998 or something and it's just it's just cool to see that kind of thing happening where there there's a specific pull or grasp that he does that changes a simple driver into something really cool that only kenny omega does and you have to be not only um a great wrestler but you have to have like this uh creative mindset to know that there's a reason to have subtle differences in what you do and and that just makes you a smart person as well so smart talented uh you can't go wrong there no um there there was again great tag wrestling i thought the ladies matches were kind of poo-poo uh poo-poo uh brandy Rhodes is definitely not ready for prime time um and that i mean that in a literal sense she should not be wrestling when they're on tnt uh if if she gets thrown into the fire as baron corbin did um i think she's gonna fail and that's that's just facts i uh i don't think she's ready and i think she's definitely meant to hold a microphone but even to that end you're kidding yourself if you thought she was great doing it um <laughs> i'm really trashing this but Did you like I, watching I'm... uh the kongs buttheads yeah that that was pretty cool but again i don't really have a huge emotional connection there um so well, seeing I love like gorgeous Aja... ladies of wrestling so i love seeing awesome kong well seeing aja just didn't you know she came out and it was like all right well we don't we don't know her yet so that's fine um yeah. from an indie wrestling perspective i can respect the fact that she's I shouldn't even say indie wrestling. Uh, you know, from what she's done in Japan and, and you know, the noise that's come over uh, here, I guess, is, is why the crowd reacted. But I, I'm maybe even showing how little I know by saying she wrestled in Japan. Maybe she never wrestled in Japan and she's always wrestled in the States. I don't know. So it didn't mean a ton to me. So I, I'm just, I'm being honest here. Yeah. We, we gotta, you can't watch this and say, well, Matt, you should have been watching all of these other programs for the last 10 years so you could get it. Mm, no, that's not how entertainment works. You don't just start a movie and go, well, if you read the books, you'd get it. It's, you start Harry Potter in book seven. No, you got to introduce everything. Just so, walk, walk into Avengers Endgame. <laughs> right, there's no Infinity War or 10 years of Marvel before that. They just start with Endgame. Everybody's dead. Um, <laughs> like, I, you know what? I'm glad you said that because now it's making my point even stronger. Uh, I'm going to stop complaining because I realize now I think I've been going for like five minutes, but no, it's, you know what it uh, is? It's, it's something that we, we need TNT to get here. Cause I, I think, yeah, we have like, I think the crowds are starting to figure out, okay, I root for him. I boo him. You know, that's, that's who we've decided is good and bad. Um, I, and I, I'll I think, oh, one guy you want to root for. Yeah. Luchasaurus. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, first that, time I saw him, I, I was like, 
I mean, the guy's a giant, and he, he I, I, he's like Drew McIntyre, the way he moves, if if not more athletic. Um, but yeah, he ahead. looks like youthful Kane. You know, like when first Kane yeah. first came out, and his flying clothesline was was still crisp. You know, a little more a little more lean though. So he's got you you didn't like get a, to like see some cane. of the high flying moves. Yeah. What he can't do, like he doesn't make the choke slam look as effective, because he's uh, he's hoping for a lot of work from his counterpart. Nah. So I'll say that. Well, I um yeah, I'm optim- I like those tag teams in AEW. I I know you aren't saying you don't. I'm just saying I think the wrestling is fine and you're right. We are ready for storylines. I I think when Adam Page was out there, I, I it didn't feel like the crowd was quite rooting for him like they should. And yeah. part of the problem is like he's getting pushed to the, you know, pushed to the moon, but we don't have a reason to root for him besides you having him fight bad guys. Right. So what Again, that it's, means it's... is we need him to have a microphone, we need him to tell a story, and then we know we can make the decision who we want to root for. Yeah. I, and I'm and I'm glad my brain kind of came around to making that point because I, I know that's what the problem is. Yeah. But it, it is. It's like that. that's exactly it. You can't start this new show and sure like I, people could tell me matt you're an idiot because you don't know this you should know this if you're a pro wrestling fan you know what i don't and if you want people to feel included in this journey of a new wrestling brand one that i'm telling you all i picked over the wwe network and i had fun watching it yeah but we can't just keep depending on the fact that people know who these wrestlers are to tell the story because i don't and i want to feel included yes very good wrestling storytelling sucked balls big old ball we've gone to live shows and we've gotten a story so we know what's going on right this is still too dependent on you knowing all the aew superstars and that's fine that's a great way to start you know get your fanboys get people tweeting about you get the influencers excited but well, if I mean, you start is... doing some major storytelling you're not going to get anybody else and i'm willing to um um uh you know like kind of digest stuff like this while it's yeah. still kind of in the growing stages because it is free right um, and that's that's what i hope my my first point like Fight for the Fallen was a free show. It was for charity. It wasn't really part it of the needed, AEW storytelling. It needed story help telling. with production. Uh, when they came out to do oh, the big always. let's all hug each other promo because this is for charity, which is great, you know, they were cutting it close on time. So Yeah, and you want to talk about help with production. Uh, the fact that I watched buy-in with a big black bar across the middle of my screen. Uh, yeah, let's fix that. Uh <laughs> Like, um, the subtitles, the closed captions started playing, even though I had it off. So they were just playing regardless, and half of it was gibberish, like a bunch of random letters and symbols. So let's, you know, let's not have that happen. So I think, too, if you compare that to WWE, we definitely take it for granted. Like, when you watch the two specials back-to-back, like, wow. The production value on WWE is incredibly well done and expensive-looking um so that i think that also means if a show sucks that you need to hold them accountable because they have the resources to make it happen where aew is like learning they're learning on the fly you know which is you know what we've it's kind of been the theme of this episode 
that uh, that'll bring me, I guess, to the last point here. Uh, AEW, these guys, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. If they're gonna keep comparing themselves to the WWE, I mean, that's the kind of thing you gotta get right. But man, they also have got to grow up. Um, I I don't know if they're too f- like they're scared to grow up. And I'm being I'm not trying to be mean. I, I I am too. I'm doing a podcast about pro wrestling and I'm surrounded by uh action figures, Star Wars pictures, a picture that somebody drew of me getting beat up by John Cena. I'm afraid to grow up too. I don't want that at all. I bought a power washer, Mike, on Prime Day. Not proud of that. But I need one. <laughs> Mike, I had to listen to Kenny Omega stumble his way through explaining why he's not going to say bang at the end of the show. Why? Because Fight for the Fallen was actually for the Fallen uh, people from the Jacksonville shooting. So would it make sense for him to say goodbye, goodnight, bang? No, it wouldn't. No. Did he need to explain it for five minutes? Absolutely not. Let's just not do it. Let's not bring it up. Why pretend that you need every show to end with this? Not a thing. Just don't do it. Celebrate the charity. Celebrate the fact that a community came together to support this cause. And sign off. Yep. Being more adult. Being more adult number two. Cody, when your show starts with a black bar across the middle of the screen. Yep. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right now, you're not better than WWE. I get it. Again, like, maybe I'm a fool because all these great wrestlers are in AEW I want it to be good. I want yeah. it so bad. I'm going to watch it. Yep. I'm going to pay next month. They're going to get my money. Yeah, because I'll but say... But shut the uh, fuck uh, up w- until WWE's, you get the details right. WWE is <laughs> never going to admit it, but ever since AEW started getting eyeballs, I think the production of their pay-per-views has been really, really strong. Yeah. Which is what we wanted. Yeah, so I want to keep supporting AEW because I feel like and I'm I- getting a better WWE experience. And... I think to that point, if we start to just say, it's fine, AEW's new, they can have these mistakes, or, you know, they don't really need storyline, they're still getting, you know, their feet underneath them, that's, no, (laughs) god damn it, that's how we get a WWE, because you let them fail in front of you, and you just support them blindly, don't forget, you have other options with your money, want something better. Yep. We ask the same thing of WWE. If we're asking AEW to spend a little more money on a guy that knows how to produce a show so that a black bar doesn't run across my screen for a half hour, yes, indeedly do. Please, God, do that. <laughs> um, so I don't have to listen to Kenny Omega explain that, well, tonight's a charity, but uh, I know that normally I say one word, but tonight we're going to say Boeing instead of that. It's like, come ah man just celebrate that you did something you know you did something nice and then shut up be an adult yeah i it just it needs a little practice uh you know they'll they'll get there Um, i practice i practiced this rant earlier today so (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding all right let's rank them real quick mike um i'm gonna go extreme rules i'm still going fight for the fallen above evolve i i i still Evolve did the same thing for me, but I, you know, there's a storyline I'm not familiar with, but there are storylines there. Um, 
but the you know the yeah, wrestling is there's... obviously a step up above evolve. I think you're delusional if you rank them anyway, but extreme up top, fight for the fall, and then evolve because evolve was literally, you know, two and a half hours of gentleman contests. At least fight for the fallen had some real you know emotion behind the matches. So, uh, yeah. Well, I last actually the last thing I want to ask you, Mike. Um, you're you're a Detroit Lions fan, right? I have watched the Lions on TV. Yes. December rolls around. Let's say, let's say the Lions are in the playoffs. Or they're in the playoff hunt. They're on Sunday night football. Mike, if you have to compete with AEW pay-per-view, a WWE pay-per-view, maybe it's Saturday night football and you've got to compete with NXT in the NFL. What are we doing? What are we going to watch? What are we div- what are we putting most of our focus on? Because obviously we've proved when I watch Monday Night Raw, I'm watching TV with my wife and I've well, got my phone have, in my hand. I have no <laughs> brand loyalty. You know what I'm gonna watch is the highest quality product. If okay. the Detroit Lions are gunning for a Super Bowl, sorry wrestling, I'm probably gonna watch that because it's never gonna <laughs> happen. So that's that's not even a realistic thing. But if it is happening, you guys would understand. Um. If AEW has painted the picture and they've figured out a way to make me buy an Adam Page (laughs) t-shirt, if I'm sitting there Saturday night wearing my Luchasaurus mask and swinging from a vine like Jungle Boy, I'll watch AEW. But, oh, there goes the tree frog, big AEW pop over there. And uh, if, if WWE has found a way to have heavy machinery defending... The SmackDown <laughs> Tag Team Championships for the third pay-per-view in a row. You know where I'm going to be. Blue-collar solid. Rocking a blue-collar solid, if you will. But <laughs> it's all about the quality. So that's it, you guys. That's I know you secretly listen to this show. Somebody at WWE is. So you want us to keep paying attention? You know what to do. Kick some ass. AEW, same for you. Lions. It's been 57 years. Get your shit together. All right. <laughs> did you well, Mike, did you, Yeah, did you put a game together for us? Oh, I did. But I, I was going to say, let's let's do one quick thing. All right. We're, we're at pushing 160, a, we're an hour 10. Yeah. 166 likes right now, Mike. Yeah. Real quick. Let's do NXT, and then we'll jump into my game to end the show. We got it. Yeah, we got to do NXT. It was awesome episode. Um, Matt, you do your moment first, and I'll, I'll kind of dive in. Was my moment Adam Cole? Is it? You would know uh, better than I. Uh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, that was why we tuned in and we're recording late was because I wanted to make sure I saw Adam Cole defend his title. And uh, he got uh, attacked by good old Johnny Gargano to a smattering of booze. Um, <laughs> that was kind of funny. I, I mean, the fans, if uh, I could use this phrase, they're, they're all in on Adam Cole, Undisputed Era. Yeah. Uh, if you saw the feud earlier today on Twitter, it's it's obvious that there's so much juice uh, to just seeing Undisputed Era get called up to the main roster and have a major feud with AJ Styles in the club. All that's, all that's there. Um, Johnny, unfortunately, looks like he, you know, he's losing it a little. He's been there just a little too long. But... Uh, you know, overall, what we've set up is uh, the next championship match will be Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, and look out for Tommaso Ciampa to weasel his way into that because he's taken some uh, 
mighty scary pics uh, with those shoulders and arms that have gone through surgery yeah. and already looks like the Hulk. But uh, I don't know if you want to touch on that or jump into your moment. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to go against that just because NXT is so good at spacing out the confrontations. It was really cool payoff to see them get back in the ring against each other. And, you know, it looks like we're kind of setting the stage for NXT's SummerSlam takeover event. Um, and you can't you can't go wrong with uh, you know match number three, which should be the rubber match, um, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, and then just planting those seeds because we want to see that pay out. Uh, we got uh, Tommaso, you know, showing off the guns, letting us know he's on the peripheral that he wants to return to NXT. Yep. He doesn't want to return to Raw and SmackDown. And then you got Cole feuding with AJ Styles in the club. So, Matt, we got we got all these seeds. They're planted. They're growing. We can't wait for them to bloom here in just a few months. Um, we know how WWE likes to um, elevate people around Survivor Series. So maybe that'll be in the Undisputed Era finally gets their call up. And who knows? It's just it was an exciting minute there uh, watching those two punch each other, build the story. But, yeah, um, I... I loved. <laughs> I, I, I really. I used to like Saturday a lot, a real awful lot. And uh, you know, poor Eric Young. He's been so emasculated. They made him shave his whole head, including his cool beard. Um, Alexander Wolf was exiled to a whole other continent. <laughs> what did that mean for Killian Dane? And by the way, we love Alexander Wolf. Um, I love that he's part of Imperium. That's. That faction is terrifying. There's a lot of beef in that faction. Um, but this was Killian Dane's night. Uh, Killian Dane returned from, I don't know, the smoky abyss. He he just been forgotten. There's a sanity. Like that. There's my a mustache still smells like smoke from like chicken. There you go. Yeah, I I could <laughs> smell it from here, Matt. Uh, yeah, Dane. He was just off the map, and I don't know what the hell happened. He had a he had a. Um, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal cameo, and he kind of got over. He's got all that that fur, and he's got the scary, squashing moves of his. And I, you know, he's just—he wasn't even on the peripheral. He got the call up, and they didn't even put the poor guy on TV. And so, I—I I think this is a beautiful move. Um, the same episode where we see Apollo Cruz make a return, um, you know, where he got his roots at NXT. Killian Dane comes back, and I—I I think. It's just going to be an awesome, violent feud between Dane and the King of Bros, Matt Riddle, going forward. Um, it's going to get Dane. He's going to be the big fish in the small pond again. Um, and you know we got to we got to reboot this guy. He's so talented. Um, his his faction kind of got flushed down the toilet for reasons we'll never understand. Um, but if we can reboot this man as, you know, as the monster heel that he's, like, 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 physically designed to be, you know, this is just money written all over it. So, uh, hats off to Killian coming back. I'm, I'm glad he's getting a push. Um, he's gonna be in there against Matt Riddle, who, you know, we know how WWE thinks of him, and we are growing with, you know, our, our appreciation of him is growing as well here at Brothers of Discussion. Um, especially Matt, I don't know if you saw, he, he shared a new video where he started doing the jackhammer. Yeah. Have you seen that? He's calling it the bro hammer. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, just getting killing in a feud with a guy who really gets wrestling in Riddle. Um, it's it's a mutually beneficial feud. So, you know, it's it's often that we're patting NXT storyline writers on the back, and this is just another reason to do so. So, awesome. Awesome idea. Love it. Um, Killian Dane looks like a psychopath. Uh, burying Matt Riddle into the ground in the stage. Uh, I don't know how Riddle survived that. Um, he may not have. We haven't seen the conclusion. Uh, but it was an amazing wrestling spot, and I'm, I'm pumped. I'm really, really pumped. Uh, but outside of that, man, it was a really good hour of NXT. What were the other segments that you liked? Oh, I mean... <laughs> I think we're fine. Uh, Dexter Loomis was pretty cool, but uh, they, they listed him. They didn't say parts unknown, but they said something like he's from a place we don't know or something like that. Uh, so I popped for that, and I just thought it was cute. Um, Bronson Reed, huge uh, air for this guy, and he's like 500 pounds. Yeah. Uh, that, that was great. The whole match was fine. Um, definitely some uh, timid move selections, I think, is probably the best way to put it because these guys don't want to make mistakes while they're out there uh so these are these are two guys that are in the uh the old nxt yeah it gets a championship shot yeah if you don't have chemistry too i think it's pretty noticeable like you gotta you know you don't want to hurt each other you're still trying to wrestle safe so i think i think there's a little bit of that in there too yeah um talking about chemistry is Kushida and apollo cruz going at it those those are two guys that yeah, you did they know, grow up they, together or something what the hell put those yeah they put those matches awesome. together on purpose that was pretty fun I think it was a great reminder of, you know, like, Apollo Crews can go. Yeah. Um, it's just, God, that poor guy, they just, I, I, I don't know who's coaching him on the microphone. That's why he doesn't get over it. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, his capabilities in the ring. I think that that's already a really, you know, those standing shooting star presses for a man who's, what, 6'3", 240 is incredible. Um it's that's the definition of the word you 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 can't you can't give credit to what you're seeing because it's it's so ridiculous um but yeah i I don't know maybe he'll figure it out in nxt i think that we you and i agree that when they did call him up we thought it was a little soon um because he got called up based on his physical abilities and not on his microphone work which we'd never heard right and then he didn't quite know what to do with the microphone when they called him up. And then they gave yeah. him uh, these awful promos where he was just Mr. Smiley all the time. And I, I don't know. He looked like a dunce. Nobody picked up on, you know, uh, any any shred of charisma. They they just they didn't know how to market him. So hope, hopefully, uh, much in the way, you know, Tyler Breeze is getting his street cred back. I, I hope that the same happens to Apollo Crews. Yeah. Well, uh, Mike, did you want to wrap it up, or do you want to go into... Uh... Yeah, we're at hour 20. we gotta, we got to call quits at some time. All right. That's good. Because I only have one new category. Oh, so, uh... anywho's, let's, let, what? Yeah, I was just trying to see. Um, NXT UK, we, you know, we touched on Imperium a little bit. They gotta, eh, it's, they're still it's doing show. matches from the Download Fest, so it's kind of like, well, this is now it's going on like a month old um yeah 
but just it's cool to see Imperium the way they're getting built. Um, they're getting built the same way like Undisputed Era is, where the crowd is genuinely in awe of them. Um, I wouldn't say that, to be honest. I, I would really? disagree with you there. I feel like that crowd is kind of like meh on them. So I I don't know if we have a good. Oh, I mean like wrestling fans. Like Imperium is being oh. built well. I, I think download those are people there for metal, and then there happens to yeah. be wrestling. So they're like, well, my ticket gets me in. Yeah, I just I, my my point being, I, I don't know if we have anything to say that people are excited about it yet. I I I think they're doing an okay job. Um, but I think if you asked people, I, f- I feel like they wouldn't even, th- like, they might say Mustache Mountain, uh, over Imperium, if, y- if you asked wrestling fans on a whole at this point. I don't know. I think they're doing the right things right now. I, I, yeah. I want to see what happens when they come back and do their regular tapings. Yeah, uh, I really, uh, God, when it's that obvious you know that they're out in the mud and you can sometimes the camera will turn away from the hard cam and you can see it's outdoors you're like oh man we i know you can go to websites to get the spoilers but when it's that obvious it kind of yeah it kind of hurts the um um like that impulse you know to to watch it right when it gets aired because you're like oh it's you know kind of old now so i don't know but i like seeing my jazzy gobbard and Tony Storm, even though she cut kind of a goofy promo, I'm I'm optimistic to see her versus Kaylee Ray because Kaylee Ray does know how to cut a promo, so that's going to be fun for the UK Women's Championship. I'm glad you said that, so I could delete my notes. Yeah. For Tony Storm. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Uh, I. I mean, <laughs> if you're just hanging out, you know, if you have an office job on a Wednesday afternoon, I, I don't think you could do worse. <laughs> Then uh, NXT UK, and then we we try to throw some live tweets out there, throw some, uh, you know, video uh, images, some jokes, stuff like that. So hope to see you around. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, you're ready to ride off into <laughs> Mike, the sunset if you, there. If you said that to me and we worked together, I would go, "Wow, that guy fucking hates me." <laughs> I hope to see you around. <laughs> sorry i i just thought it was funny the way you said it. we can edit your comment out anyway <laughs> Matt, where can we uh remind everybody where they can find us and let's ride off into the sunset together uh we are at bod podcast on twitter so you can like the same tweets that nikki cross and kelly and dane are liking and retweeting right now uh you can find us on facebook actually with that same handle uh but please join our our discussion group brothers of discussion live wrestling discussion uh go there you can have a discussion with all of our fans and people who like wrestling and people who like the same things that you like um and of course i'm hoping that we're going to balance out uh the wwe fans to aew fans at some point any who's go to spotify follow us go to uh apple Podcasts. please uh subscribe and review uh i've been begging for the last month but the more that you guys subscribe and review uh, the higher ranking the show's going to get and the more likely that we can give away stuff. Um, I mean, we have our 100th episode coming up, so you guys better believe that there's some plans that maybe I haven't shared with my brother of discussion, but they're Ooh. in my head. Uh, and, and the better we do ranking-wise, um, the more likely we're going to be able to give some more stuff away. 
Uh, so we, we do want to get in that game, but we yeah. need your help first. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, still an hour and 23 minutes. Uh, the brothers are discussing. Yeah, I guess there are three pay-per-views to go over. So it's fine. It's fine. Meh. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we, uh, we hope again that uh, you'll keep coming around. Yeah, who knows what kind of crazy shit we're going to talk about next week. What's Bray Wyatt going to do then? Who knows? We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs> we certainly will. And hopefully it'll be Shane McMahon free. <laughs> All right, All right bye, thanks, everybody. everybody. Have a good one.